This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. This is the Christian Podcast reaching new audiences. And I thought it might just, let's, let's just take a minute, breathe, sit down. And I'll, I'll, uh, if, if I may be so bold, I'll go ahead and open this up in prayer. Right. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge that you are the Lord of all and that you brought your son, Jesus Christ, to earth to save us. Through dying on the cross and being resurrected, we put our faith in him. And you brought us the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I'm praying that you bring the helper in right now, today, for us all. We're not perfect in our comings and goings, in our interactions with the people that are in and out of these, these rooms. Lord, we just pray for grace. We pray that we could love each and every one in this entire convention as Jesus has loved ourselves. We pray for wisdom. We pray for discernment. We pray for rest. And we pray to have a really great conversation talking about how to reach new folks through the medium of podcast, Lord. So I just, I just pray that you give each of the panelists here these words. I encourage uh, the panelists here that if they feel moved to ask questions later, that they, they not have fear or any kind of shame stop in the way. Let folks here be free uh, to express themselves and to ask the questions they need to do so they may be better equipped to go out into the world and reach new audiences through their Christian podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Groovy. My name's Matt Kellogg. I am the head of, uh, well, I'm not the head. I should. I own Soundstack. I don't own Soundstack. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the VP of sales and business development at Soundstack. We're a audio as a service enterprise level company providing podcasts, hosting, distribution, monetization, and analytics, as well as consulting. Um, I am so excited to be doing this panel right now. Um, this is the third time in the last, I believe, four or five years that we've had a Christian podcast panel, and I'm so grateful for all of you that are here today. The very first one back in 2018, we had maybe 10 people, and I, and I see a lot more than 10 people, so thank you for coming. Uh, before we jump into the questions, I'd love to just kind of go down the line. We'll start with you, Richard, if you could introduce yourself in your podcast, and then we'll go ahead and jump on in. All right, Richard Ellis, uh, Richard Ellis Talks, um, there you go. My name is Kevin Wilson, I'm the host of a Christian podcast with Kevin Wilson. Wayne Broderick, All the Difference. My name is Eric Nevins, and my show is called Halfway There, about the Christian spiritual experience, and then I also have a group of Christian podcasters on Facebook, that where we connect, learn, and grow. Awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump on in. Questions that I'm going to be asking are pretty much on the board. So really, what I want to kind of jump into for the folks that are podcasting here is, is finding your voice, right? We, we've talked about this a little bit. There's a lot of talks on this. So I just want to kind of go through the panel. Um, it, you know, tips and advice. What works? How do you find your voice? And uh, Eric, let's go ahead and start with you, and we'll go ahead and move down. 
Yeah, so the thing I think about podcasting that is so powerful is that you uh, learn it by practicing, right? So to find your voice, uh, you just got to start making episodes. And um, I had this interesting experience where I had a guest that I'd asked to be one of my guests early on in my show, and I, can, I never heard from him again. I recently interviewed him for episode 300, and I can't tell you how grateful I was that episode 300 was that guy because it was way better than it would have been for episode like 13, you know what I mean? So if you want to find your voice, you have to just practice and uh, keep just keep showing up. I know that that's sort of simple, but you got to get in front of the mic, start making episodes, uh, and allow yourself to be um, not good at it the first, the first time and uh, allow it to grow. So I always talk about iteration. Go ahead and try to add something a skill every single quarter or so. Wayne? Um, one, of the, one of the critical aspects to finding your voice, I think, is to uh, make sure you don't lie to yourself. Uh, we'll say, I want to find my, I want to sing in my own voice, which is great. Um, but, the, but the reality is that's not actually what I'm driving for. What I'm driving for is to be the most unique, cool, interesting, whatever, whatever the, uh, the, the nifty, newest, uh, grooviest, did you say groovy earlier? Okay, good. So, and, 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 all, and all that's fine, but when you can strip away and become honest and say, I just want to find my voice and I really don't care about all that stuff, you, you know how it works. You seek first his kingdom all these things right under you, then suddenly you find you are groovy. Uh, and when you're trying to be, you're not. Yeah, I think um, even similar to that, just um, going back to how we started, just doing it. I think we kind of, when it comes to finding your voice, we make it seem like this big thing that's like, how do I find my voice? But how do you do anything? If you want to be an artist, you, gotta, you have to draw. If you want to be a basketball player, you have to practice. And so same thing with uh, podcasting and specifically Christian podcasting, like find your voice, start creating content, whether it's even through podcasting or maybe it's just a 60 second clip on Instagram. I've been um, doing content for years, but I've only been doing podcasts for about two and a half years. But the same skills of communication, speaking, they all, you know, translate and roll over. So just start. Yeah, I kind of say that you can't be yourself if you don't know who you are. And uh, I'm a sixth generation of preachers in my family. Uh, and so I grew up around all these preachers that talked, you know, where God was like, God, this three-syllable word, you know, like, what the, you know. So then you think, well, if I'm going to be a great preacher, I got to sound like or be like that person. And that's, that's not it, right? You got to figure out who you are. For me, for instance, in, a, in, in the stuff that I do, titles are huge. So... If I say the title is Yeast Infection, that's the name of the podcast. If you're a Christian, you know what it's going to be about. If you're not, you're like really nervous. Um, <clears throat> but it's about a little leaven, leaven's a whole lump, you know. So, but if you go down that path, then you got to stay on that path. I mean, if you watch any of Wayne's stuff, he's got cartoons and, you know, he's got a clicker in his hand. It's, that's his shtick, right? He's going to be multimedia talking, right? Am I right about this? So once you start that, though, if that becomes your thing, then you got to figure out a way to keep that your thing or people think you've fallen off. So don't make something your thing that you can't maintain, right? So be yourself, be creative, but don't go down a path trying to be somebody else, um, you know, because that's not who God made you to be. 
And if you are yourself, you're going to reach people that he can reach through you that he can't reach through anybody else. And that's kind of the point. Awesome. Thank you. So really the crux of this and the purpose of this uh, panel really is to answer the question, how is your podcast help reach new people? And uh, I do have a couple video elements from an interview that I did with John Cooper from the Cooper Stuff podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and kick off one of uh, his answers to this, which I thought was good. And then we'll go ahead and talk about personal experiences here. There's a pastor actually in town that hit me and he said, he said, man, he said, you're not going to believe this. But he said that his brother-in-law, who he doesn't know very well, um, his brother-in-law, Actually, sorry, his brother-in-law's sister, that's why. He said he didn't really know her. His brother-in-law's sister uh, came to Christ from watching the podcast, which I, could, I couldn't believe. I said, really? He said, yeah, apparently she, there was something going on, whatever thing was happening, whether, you know, whether it was, I mean, take your pick over the last two years. There's so many cultural fire starters, whether we're talking about the pandemic and mandates and blah 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 don't want to get into it whatever it was she had googled something of that and my name came up she didn't know my music she just happened to watch it and ended up coming to christ because it was giving some answers to what's happening in society so i was kind of amazed it just reminded me that you never know what god is doing you just got to be faithful (laughs) be faithful and let god do what he's going to do man so to the panelists, have you had any experience of, of uh, people coming to believe or coming to Christ through your podcast? And if so, would you love to share? I'd love it if you shared that story with these folks. Yes, we've um, actually quite a few. Last week, I, I, uh, we, you and I were talking the day after. Last week had a, uh, a lovely couple that drove a couple of hours from uh, the Texas-Louisiana border. I, I live around here. And, um, and they came in to have lunch to tell me that he had come to faith in Christ through uh, listening to the podcast. And so it was just delightful. Really enjoyed them very, very much. And they bought lunch. I mean, it was really, it was great. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point. The, the wild thing about, I mean, we're about to embark on television and our deal. So if you had television, the podcast, the video, the audio, in some ways, it's like throwing seed out of an airplane. You don't, you don't know where it lands. It's the gospel, and the gospel is a self-contained thing. If, if all you can get out is that Jesus died on the cross, was buried, and raised from the dead, someone can be saved. That's a fact. And that's why I appreciated your prayer, because your prayer even had the gospel in it. So even if you're not being overtly um, Christian in your podcast, but you kind of slide in the gospel— before somebody knows what hit them, they can be saved. And we've got John's here who helps run this whole thing. You know, we hear from people all over the planet, lots of people getting saved. Um, and so don't, don't be shy about the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God and salvation to those that believe, to the Jew first and to the Greek. And that's, that's, that's real. And if you are not ashamed of the gospel, he will not be ashamed of you in your presentation. And you're going to offend some people. What is it? Call me daddy. What is, isn't that a big podcast? <laughs> Who's your daddy? Are you no, no, there's a call Sasa? me daddy. Call me daddy. Big, big podcast. No Vulgar, vile, crazy stuff. They're not ashamed of what they're putting out there. Don't be ashamed of what you're putting out there. That's good. Okay. 
Kevin, I, I'd, I'd love to kind of kind of bring you into this on, on how you're reaching new people because you have a very unique and an exciting way on how you how you actually do reach new people with your podcast. Could you share a little bit about that and maybe some of the experiences that you've had? Yeah, so starting in April of this year, I started taking the podcast outside. So I would go to a park in Charlotte, and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I would literally just set up a table. Hey, we got Charlotte in here. Uh, hey, hey, North Carolina, we, nice to see you guys. But yeah, so I would set up a table and like four chairs, and I first started going with like my brother and some friends from my church, and so I would have like this cardboard sign that said like, do you believe in God? And so I would just take that with this duct tape and stuff on, on the table, and uh, eventually people would just come up. And so, I, you know, one person would come up, then another person would come up. And so it just became this thing, you know, called Podcast in the Park, where I go out there now and I meet people. And so I've, through that, I've gotten to meet, you know, atheist, agnostic, uh, Muslim, like all types of religion. And so we're sitting down talking about Jesus Christ or whatever they believe and just being able to have this um, evangelical and apologetic type conversations at times. And so that's been really good to just be able to share um, my faith at a public platform like that. So we've been, um, I don't know if you've been around, but, but video podcasting is very salient right now. There's been a lot of talks on it. I've, I've been to a talk on it. Uh, large companies are starting to push more content over into video content. So the next question, um, I, I just want to address, uh, you know, for the folks that are doing video, what are some of the advantages or disadvantages of, of video podcasting? Uh, I think a beard and tattoos is really helpful. So I'm I'm growing a beard. It's I'm five days in. You don't see it. He's wearing yes. a collar, but he's yes. got neck down tattoos. Yes. It's, it's the pretty awesome. Yeah. Are beautiful. So yeah. Apparently, beard and, a, and tats work well. Um, I wouldn't freak out about. Uh, I'm not saying don't freak out about quality. The pandemic kind of delivered us from a lot of stuff, because you would never see, and some of it was just crap. I mean, there were people being interviewed from home and. They weren't centered between the mirrors. Just terrible things were happening. And, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. So we just kind of put up with that's where the interview's coming from. But I would not also, I would say, don't let that make you think you can get away with that. Because at some level, there's no excuse for not having quality video. It, it becomes distracting. Um, and yes, you can stare at a screen, but if you've got somebody switching or at least playing with it a little bit, I mean, you know, you, how many camera angles or how many cameras are you running when you do it? You know, you can just go two cameras and change it up a little bit. Um, I, I do personally think some people can just listen and they're cool, but eye contact, we could have done this via Zoom. It doesn't work the same. You know, that's why we're sitting here on the stage with you is there something about this, but if you're going to take it to the next level, then I think having some decent cameras, you can buy Blackmagic. There's all kind of brands that are not crazy expensive and, and get the job done. I have sort of a love-hate relationship with video, you know? Um, and it just depends on where you are. So I look at video very much as a skill that you can add later. So when I work with people who want to start their show, uh, that's one of the questions they always ask, what should I do about video? And what I don't want, so this is a disadvantage, is if you're focusing on the video, visual aspect, you may not be focusing on your audience in an audio way. 
um, and creating those audible cues that are actually really powerful. That's part of what makes podcasting really powerful. Uh, so I generally recommend, especially to newer podcasters, don't worry about that early on. If you already have an audience or you want to be on TikTok or something, that's, that's great. We can talk about that. But uh, video has so much reach, so that's why we all, want to, we all want to do it. But if you're getting, it's a skill. So just add it at the appropriate time is my advice. Uh, John Cooper from the Cooper Stuff podcast uh, had a little bit to share, so we'll get him going to talk here on video. The, the advantage of the video thing that I like is that if I do play um, video clips from the news or something like that, there's a certain kind of shock value. So, like, if I came on here right now and I said to you, hey, I just recorded a podcast today, just so you know. The podcast I recorded today was from a you know, video of someone saying that the Catholic rose, rosary beads, you know, the little prayer beads that Catholics pray with, he said, those rosary beads are basically the new militant AR-15s for Christian nationalism. Somebody said something crazy like that, and I can repeat that, and it sounds kind of really crazy, but when you see a video of someone else saying it seriously, there's a different effect. You, you kind of can't believe what you're actually seeing. And it was extremely effective, I think, in 2020 and 2021, when we were seeing so much of the violence happening in America. You can play a clip and people get it a sudden to go, oh, that's where that worldview leads. And I think that's kind of helpful. And the last thing that I really wanted to say about video, because we did uh, tend to talk on Tuesday that talked a lot about video, is it, it really is about reaching audiences that aren't listening through the medium of audio, through podcast apps. And by and large, all of the data suggests that's our Gen Z kids. Those are folks that are 30 and under that grew up with YouTube as their primary source of content. So whether you're taking your audio and overlaying it with some graphics to just even get it on YouTube is, is something. Um, but if you want to reach the younger demographic, and we want to reach everybody, right, then that's definitely something you want to consider. So that's, that's just from the mouths of, of the folks and the pros that know way more than I do. So I wanted to share that with you as well. Um, this, this is interesting, and, uh, and so I, I want to kind of, this is kind of a two-part question, so we'll start with the first part of the question is, how do you deal with, obviously we have a singular message as Christian podcasters, right? There's, there's one source of truth that we're, we're, our message is coming from that not everybody necessarily adheres to or believes so with that said, how do you deal with negative comments for folks that are out there that are going to have, have to deal with that from time to time? Um, we had, a, for a long time, John would keep a file where emails would come in. The name of the file was sucks because they would call and say, or email and say, he said sucks in, the, in, the, in his message. And I'm like, yep, that's what I said. So um, <laughs> the gospel is offensive. You don't have to be offensive in how you present the gospel. Like Roe v. Wade was overturned the other day, and that next message I did was the other side. And so how do we celebrate a victory if you're pro-life? And how do you interact with people who are pro-choice, who are mad as hell that their whole world's been turned upside down? You go, well, nanny, nanny, boo-boo, that doesn't go over, right? You're like, okay, how do you feel? You, you're still trying to reach them with the gospel. We're, we're, not, we're not saying to hell with everybody who disagrees with us. We're trying to reach people. 
So it, no matter what you do, though, the gospel is going to be offensive. Someone is not going to be happy. My particular style, recording these, these messages for, you know, 20-something years, you know, I was saying sucks and crap and things that you just didn't say, but I didn't have stockholders to deal with. So let me kind of briefly say this. If, if you're in a church, you've got a different situation sometimes. If you're starting a podcast, be yourself. You know, you can push the envelope, but I'm trying to jump over the stockholders to the audience. You know, I'm, you, you don't fish off the dock all the time. Get in a boat and go deep sea fishing and say things that people go, wait, I, I get that. Um, and, you know, we don't get those anymore. We don't, people just giving up because they're like, he's not going to stop. I mean, I don't drop F-bombs, but I'll say, you know, if you live in a house where your mother says to your dad, you know, you're effing crazy, you know, I'll throw an effing in there like that, which makes people a little nervous. But I'm not worried about those people. I'm not, I'm not trying to reach people who are just so constipated they can't get up, right? So, Wayne. The, um, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm not- I'm still dealing with the Xlax comment there. That was brilliant. The, uh, the, the obviously, you, you guys all know you speak the truth in love. The, the, the critical thing is that you are humbly able to learn from and engage with all the input you get. So you're going to get lots of praise. You're going to get all kinds of neat notes from people, and, and you guys all do, and, and um, you don't let yourself react to those and define yourself by that. Don't let yourself be defined by the negative. Um, on rare occasion, uh, I'll get one that will come to me through the staff, and, um, and I really enjoy those conversations. I will, I will personally call, and um, I, I think my favorites are the... Um, are the people from other countries that I will pay the money to engage with, and uh, and they will they will say things for, culturally, and I can learn that that didn't work well, and I can say thank you, or sometimes I can say you might be more in love with your culture than the scripture, and uh, and 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 I've had some really neat responses to that. So so anyway, it's been just enjoy the process. It doesn't define you. Last time I checked, you as a believer were defined by the person of Jesus Christ who claimed you and called you his own. So enjoy the negative. It's good for you. Builds character. Yeah, you know, I don't deal with a ton of negative comments. Like re, the last thing that was really big deal on social media for me happened that I didn't even know about it. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm more of a more of a, a turtle, maybe. I don't I don't see all that stuff. Uh, but it's an adage for a reason. Don't believe your own press, right? So either direction, positive or negative, and um, you know it's going to happen. But it's an opportunity for conversation, which I think is what podcasting is really great at. Yep. If we can start that conversation and ask those questions, okay, that's an interesting perspective. Why do you believe that? And um, you know, so probably responding with some listening is the best way to, to go about that, which I think is what you're yeah. saying. How many of you have gotten negative comments in your podcast? Okay, cool. All right. It happens. I, so one of the reasons I tell stories on my show is because nobody can argue with them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not making doctrinal propositions that somebody's going to go, I don't agree with that because of this theology thing from the 15th century. I don't know. But pe- when people tell me their story, 
uh, it's just their experience. And so it's a different kind of feedback that people give you about that really connect with that because I went through that something similar. So it's different. Can I speak to that? Yeah, so I, uh, TikTok has been the platform that's actually helped my podcast grow the most. And so TikTok is just, it just gives it out to random people. And uh, while it's helped it grow the most, I've also seen the most like negativity towards me I've ever seen in my life. And so one of the posts, this is probably like last month, um, it kind of blew up. And so I wake up in the morning and I, I look and you just see hundreds of negative comments. And um, at first I was like, oh man, like I, I was like, did I do something wrong? And then I'm like, no. So like I get off my phone and I had to just pray, you know, and just kind of process it with God. And I'm like, this is what I've been called to do. Uh, like you said, the gospel is offensive to people and people are already offended. So I have to remember that the people are not mad at me. Like I could replace myself with anybody in this room, they would still be mad. And so the negative comment is not towards me. I'm just happened to be the person doing it. And so, you know, I just, you have to remember that that's what we're called to do. And uh, even look at it in the light of the apostles. You look at the book of Acts and see how they were, you know, beat and, and criticized and all of these things. And I'm like, if they can deal with that and rejoice. You picture Paul lying outside the city, yeah. beaten within an inch of his life. Oh, they criticized you. Yeah, it's yeah. like, he, they, they would <laughs> look at us hurt. like, yeah. really? So, you know, look at it in that light. That's good. Yeah, they could replace you with everybody. I think that's a, that's a really good way to look at it. Uh, John Cooper had something interesting to say about this as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, it really is, um, I think you just kind of got to know, I, by the way, I don't find myself to be any sort of expert on this issue. It's no fun getting yelled at, but, but I'm the one that did it. I'm the one that went on and decided I would say something that I believe is true and, and, and you're challenging a narrative, you know, you're challenging the culture. You're saying, this is what the culture's saying, but that is wrong. The word of God says this. So you have to know you're going to, you're kicking a hornet's nest. You can't be surprised when you get stung. My main problem was my first year. I was living in, uh, I, I knew, I knew that I didn't, I didn't mind being made fun of for Christ, but I, I was, I did not want to say something wrong. Uh, not because of what other men will think of me, but, but I don't want to say something wrong about God. I don't want to defile his character. I don't want to put out something into the world that's going to be harmful for the gospel or for the cause of justice in the earth or something like that. So I, for me, there was this feeling of, I, I need to do my homework. I need to know that what I'm that I believe that what I'm saying is true. And, um, and, and, and if I do know what I'm saying is true and I've done the homework, then I cannot apologize about it. And if people push back, they push back. And I just had to know that I was getting into it. So for me, it wasn't a fear of man, but there was, there was this extreme nervousness. I would go in these roller coasters of being excited, like, yes, I know I spoke, I spoke the truth. And then the next day I would get pushed back and I would be like, well, what if I'm, what if I'm saying something wrong? You know, it was it was quite intense, but but um, I think that I'm mainly over those things now. So I just tell people you got to have a little bit of thick skin. But mm -hmm. if you're preaching what you what you believe is absolutely the unchanging word of God, then you stick to your guns. That's good, and uh, this will kind of 
get us to part two of the questions, right? There's, there's negative commentary that, that we all get when we're putting stuff out there. Um, and a lot of that can come by way of just what's topical out there. So the last question I wanted to ask the panel before we get to the Q&A is, how do you handle commentary for hot button issues? Um, so let me just say this really kind of carefully. Too many times the Christian right gets all tucked in together. And what I mean by that is to, you assume that an evangelical, a gospel-preaching person is also a Republican, conservative, all that lumped together. And so if you claim to be a podcast that's trying to reach people with the gospel, but you keep jumping out there on political issues, now I, I, I will attack not attack, but I'll take on abortion, gay marriage, things like that, because I don't see those as political issues. They are political. Those are moral issues that the Bible addresses. Now, they're gonna, you're going to get your head taken off for saying it, but it's okay. You just got to be okay with it being okay. But to jump out there and try to say, well, I'm not only going to put the gospel out there, but I'm going to try to appeal to a right-wing audience, then you pull all the politics in. You've just lost half the country that you might have had a shot at if you would stick to what I think our panel is about, which is speaking the truth in love, telling people God loves them. Yes, their feathers are going to get you know a little messed up along the way, but be careful what you mix together, because uh, you know I'm, a, I'm you know the, the A is silent, but I'm American. You know if, if you're American, then that all means a bunch of stuff to certain people. To be American doesn't mean you're Christian. Right? To be a Christian means you're a Christian. So I would really encourage you to, to stick to Jesus as much as possible and realize that some people are really upset about Jesus. They don't need anything else. You don't need to swing some wild thing like a comedian will drop an F-bomb when his stuff's not funny to get a shock. Don't throw a bunch of junk in there just to get a response because um, it's hard enough just, just sticking to Jesus. Yeah, I, I, the Bible says in Proverbs that even a fool is thought to be wise if he keeps his mouth shut or if he keeps silent. And so on certain topics, I just don't say anything because I, I always think, like, what's the risk versus reward? Am I really going to change your opinion in 60 seconds or am I really going to persuade you that, that the Bible says this and that the Bible is true in this, uh, on this issue? And so there's a lot of things that I don't comment on because I'm like, I don't think that I stand anything to gain, um, and I don't think that it, it does anything to um, show people the true character of Christ. I can't do it justice in that uh, podcast or in that, you know, 60-second Instagram clip. How, how many of you guys are, uh, are uh, teaching the Bible on your podcasts? You're, you're doing Bible instruction, Bible studies. Okay. The, uh, you've, got a, you've got an advantage because there is no issue that's not eventually going to be covered naturally in the text. And, um, and when you cover it naturally in the text, you actually, you actually help the people that you're growing up with, that you're studying with, learn how to do hot-button issues. We don't do them in abstentia. They're in a context of scriptural truth. Um, the rest of you have, um, which what you do is brilliantly important, but you don't have as easy a cover there because you, you're commenting on everything out of context. So th I think the wisest thing to do is try and establish context in every episode. 
have biblical context in every episode. There's a friend of mine that uh, was a church planter. I was trying, we were helping him get a church going, and he uh, <clears throat> ended up, pandemic was very hard on church plants. And, uh, and he is now a podcaster, a video podcaster for gaming. He plays Apex Legends every day and has an audience of tens of thousands of people, and he starts every episode with a passage of Scripture and prayer. And then he, Preacher Guy is the name. You, you got you to gotta look him up on Twitch. You got to grab him. And, um, and he, he's actually making like real dollars, money. It, it's fascinating. I started the wrong podcast. You did. Yeah. You did. And, uh, but, but when he's on with all these people, which are from all across the gaming world, and they're, and they're you know, they're F-bombs everywhere, and he, he, he has this, because he's established a context, then when somebody brings something up, Grant can say, well, you know, this and this and this in Scripture, and it doesn't have, it doesn't feel like he's jumping in on some political issue as part of the growing out of who he is. So look for that opportunity. Yeah, that's basically what I've done too, where it just, I don't do, do scripture, but again, I do, I do people's stories. And so I look for people who have those experiences so that we can talk about it and talk about it in their life. We can talk about what um, they were thinking or what they were going through. And then I always ask the question, where was God for you in those moments as well? So that, uh, we get that idea of the experience of the Lord through their hardest times or, or whatever those, whatever those things, those situations uh, are. Um, and yeah, I just want to reiterate, reiterate too. I do, I try really hard to stay away from hot button issues. Uh, I'll cover them in somebody's story, but I, I stopped long ago even talking about that stuff on social media because I don't think it's really that v valuable. I know there's some of us may disagree about that, but um, I would much rather have a conversation face-to-face -face, uh, like this. So. But I like, okay, one other thing I'd add. What you said, uh, I love that. If you're going to be canceled, you might get canceled if you're a Christian podcaster. If you're going to be canceled, make sure it's for Jesus, not for your politics. That's, that's what I want to finish That's good. Um, we've asked, I've asked the questions I wanted to ask these uh, amazing panelists, and we have about 10 minutes left, so I'd love to open it up for anybody else that would have some questions. And we have Alexa here that's going to be coming over with a mic. So it's all well and good to say, don't be afraid to say controversial things, and maybe like, don't be afraid of getting involved in video podcasting, and you know, get out and network when you can. But how are you actually seeing growth among the unchurched, among new audiences? Where, what, what are your tactics for finding that new growth? So um, I had the gift of mask interpretation, so I knew what she was saying. I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of your mask. How, how, how has it helped to grow the church? Was that, is that what you're asking? The unchurched, how have you seen growth there? What tactics are you using to actually reach the unchurched? Yeah, there's two. Uh, other there's than two, not being afraid to step There's two audiences of unchurched yeah. that um, will respond, especially to video podcasting. If you're doing Bible teaching, there are a lot of people that, um, there, there are, for example, every Sunday there are many thousands that study the Bible with me in 43 different countries, I'm told. Um, many of those 
don't have churches. They're in places where it's illegal or difficult. So that's one kind of unchurched. And you should, you should be very delighted to get to serve those brethren and love them. Then there's the unchurched, which she probably meant, which are the ones that are not Christians. Uh, but, but remember both. They both matter. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, we added, has anybody heard of Pray.com? So we signed up with Pray.com, what was it, November last year? So it's wide open. They got millions of subscribers. I think to date we've had a million three hundred thousand minutes of listen podcasts, right? So somebody's somebody's tuning in. But they have jumped, you know, it's not overtly necessarily it's pray.com, but it's I, one of the guys that started it, I asked him, I said, well, you should be selling sleepy time tea. These ads are like, you know, pray and go to sleep. I'm like, oh, listen to this sermon. It'll help you go to sleep. And, you know, so that, that, the reason we signed up with that partially was it jumped way out where people are talking about spirituality and prayer. And yes, it's Christian, but they may not know that and they'll stumble across something in their search. So I think you just make choices, you know, if you want to catch certain kind of fish, you got to you know, use the bait, but go where the fish are as well. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to formulate this question. One of my frustrations with Christian media in general is that it ends up being very flat because we want to get to the didactic part quickly too quickly. So how do you balance that desire for that didactic presentation of the gospel with the desire to create just high-quality, good content, whether it's something that's a storytelling or something that doesn't fall into the preaching? And I, I preach, so I, I get that. But there's that desire of, I feel like when we ask the question, how do we reach new audiences, we're thinking, how do we reach new audiences for a particular end? And sometimes that end can make the medium feel a little cheap and flat. Does that question make sense? Sure. Yeah. sure. yeah, so I think what you're asking is, how do, you, how do I create my content without it having to be about, uh, about my agenda, right? About having something that, yeah. This, this is why, oh, forgive me. This is why Christian movies sometimes are difficult to watch, right? Because they have an agenda. Some of you love the Christian movies. That's okay, I don't. Um, but uh, so, yeah. Top it. Gun Maverick was totally a Christian movie, by was the way. Was it? Well, he's praying when that helicopter to me it was. Anyway, okay. Um, okay. That's okay. It's just there's room for all of those different things, right? So I think you have to decide what your content is, who your audience is, and serve those people. And, and, and it needs to, we talked about in the beginning, it needs to come from you. So you yep. preach. Um, your preaching is coming from the Scripture, obviously, and, and you and I would believe there's a Holy Spirit of God who's real that's involved, but it's also using you, which is hilarious when you think about it, I, really. Let's talk about vessels of clay. Uh, we're complete idiots, and yet God uses. So think of the difference between um, C.S. Lewis writing uh, the Chronicles of Narnia that you probably still love 70 years after they were published, it, and he swore that he was not trying to write a Christian allegory. It just flowed out of who he was. So I wouldn't try too hard to worry about how to parse it, just sing in your voice. What you got, brother? Oh, yeah. So I think it kind of just flows out, like, like you were saying, it flows out of who you are. 
And so for me, I've never on my podcast preached a sermon, but I have done an episode on salvation where we talk about it just in a conversation. Oh, thank you. It's cool. And we so we just talk about it in a conversational manner, just as I would if we were just hanging out in somebody's apartment. And at the end, I, I pray a prayer of salvation. And so it's not necessarily like get saved, but it is like here here's salvation, here's the gospel. And for those that want to accept it, then here's how to do that. Yeah, and your deal, that one you did for black people, I mean, you got an advantage, you're black. See, I don't have that advantage because he can reach people I can't reach, right? So that's a thing, and all your panels for black, so if a white person tunes in, great, but if a black person is searching, they might feel more comfortable listening to four black folk yeah. talk about yeah. it, and then they get saved, that's just God used you, so yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I want to say one more thing about that, too, because um, I love, one of the great things about Christian podcasting, or podcasting in general, right, is we serve our niches, and so uh, you you and your show are bringing the kingdom of God to bear on the niche that you have. So one of my favorite examples that I use a lot is Paula Chamberlain's show about quilting. She brings uh, the gospel to bear on quilting. She doesn't talk about it every time, but when she does, she can, right? You do, right? So that's, that's expanding the kingdom of God through podcasting one episode at a time. So that's, that's how I think about it. We got about one time for one more. Yeah, I am um, going back to the YouTube comments and question that you asked. So I've been trying to focus in on <clears throat> breakouts that have been talking about YouTube as a medium for um, engaging more people. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, um, a breakout I went to earlier said that YouTube is the second most uh, influential platform for driving people to new podcasts. And the first is friends and family. And so if that's true, um, why wouldn't we be more, folk, as Christians, why wouldn't we be more focused on engaging YouTube as a way to not only grow your podcast, but also grow the kingdom? Most of the, most of the viewers that I have are through YouTube. Um, the, um, there, you know, there are lots of platforms, and they're all wonderful. Um, but, but yeah, you should. You should put focus in on that, and it, you should post it there. I would, uh, really quick, I think we've got 54 seconds. So I would, I would just say be careful putting all your eggs in one basket. We've got like 11 different platforms, I think, now where our podcast is listened to. Because if somebody pulls you, uh, World Trade Center towers went down, and there was one company that had an entire office set up in New Jersey. And the next day they went in and everybody that survived went back to work. They never missed a beat because they were ready. So if you put everything in there and YouTube says, you know, you're gone and you're gone, you're gone. Whereas if you got backup platforms, I'd say use it, but don't put everything on one, you know, all your chips unless it's lucky seven. The other thing that I would say too, and, and I'm, I'm just speaking for, from the the perfectionist that I am, and uh, and with my conversations, even with John Cooper, we didn't share that bit. Um, he started his video podcast with his phone. That that's how he just set it up right there. So don't let the perfectionist or like the technology get in a way get in the way of you sharing your message to as many possible places and venues as possible. 
If you watch YouTube, there's not a lot of great videos on there. And you know there's not a lot of great videos on there because you watch those not so great videos on there. So don't worry about that, okay? Um, just get your content out there as many places you can. We're about out of time, so I'd love to get a warm round of applause for these amazing panelists. And I want to just say thank you so much for everybody that has attended. We're going to be hanging out. So for the folks that did have questions, that didn't have a chance to ask them, we're going to hang out in the back or in the fun. Just, just come find us, and, hey, and we'll make one, the time for you. One thing, I think we're off the air, right? Okay, I, I can't leave without doing this. I don't know the, I don't know the tech guys, and I don't assume that everybody in this room is a believer. So this would be catastrophic if you came to <laughs> a Christian thing at a deal like this and you were just curious. So to put it as simply as I can, um, what this is all about is that God loves you and Jesus died on a cross, was buried and raised from the dead to forgive you of your sins and to offer you eternal life free of charge. And that's the thing I have never gotten over that, that somebody died for me and I didn't deserve to be died for. So I, maybe everybody in here is a Christian and that's great. But if you're not, man, I'll stay all day to talk about that because that's why we do what we do. So love you guys and appreciate the chance to be here. Thank you, everybody. Have a great, wonderful rest of the convention and show.